It is a mentality that shuns excuses and focuses on what's at stake. A mindset that resolves within itself that you must totally empty yourself to experience victory. A memory that remembers that who and what you are playing for is bigger than you. Welcome to the Fourth Quarter Christianity Podcast, a podcast where we utilize sports as a metaphor for life to convey spiritual truths and to help with practical Christianity. I'm your host, Daniel Webster, and I'm so thankful again that you have tuned in this day to this episode. In this episode, we have a very special guest in Destiny Dendy. I believe that the two of us met back at Polishing the Pulpit in 2018, where we were able to have a conversation with each other, sharing a game of pool. And just having all around good time and simply just learn each other. I'm so thankful for our relatively new friendship. I'm thankful that she's my sister in Christ. But more importantly, I'm also thankful that she has done the remarkable and accomplished the remarkable things that she has so far in her life. And she's able to impart a good amount of that wisdom with us in this episode. We talk about things ranging from the meaning of a tomboy, the stigma of female athletes and female weightlifters all the way to just very general things that females oftentimes struggle with i hope that if you are a girl and maybe you can relate to some of the things that we discuss in this episode or maybe you know a female who can relate to the things that we discuss in this episode please share this episode please leave a rating and a review letting me know whether or not this episode was beneficial to you Again, I'm so thankful that you have taken the time to tune in to this episode. Without further ado, we'll get right into the conversation with Destiny. Destiny, great to have you on the show today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm glad to be here. I am fantastic. I told you earlier before we started that uh, I live in Nebraska now and it is freezing here. Okay. <laughs> One degree. I don't and, <laughs> Hey, hey, I want to be around some warmer weather. I do love the winter, though. So I'm not originally from Alabama, so I'm not a huge fan of summer. Right. Um, however, we are expected to be in the negatives next week, negative two, negative 15, and so <laughs> on. So, uh, But I'm excited to have you on. It's looking forward to our conversation. Before we begin, I just want to set aside some time to just allow you to introduce yourself, I know that you are a young business owner, which is great. <laughs> and I want you to tell us a little bit about that and what your business is all about. Okay. All right. So, uh, well, my company's called Beyond Our Best. Um, I kind of coined the term just from just ideas I had when I was younger. Um, I started around, started the idea around 2016. And during the time I was actually playing college basketball in uh, Louisiana and just kind of took off with it we initially just made t-shirts with sayings on it and bible verses and just kind of was just it was more like a movement just kind of something that we just wanted to you know hey like you know I had a friend of mine named Ray and uh we just you know we were always the motivators you know get everybody hype and practice let's get it you know and so we just totally just you know took off with it she made her own brand as well so we just kind of both are doing our own thing but um yeah so that's kind of where I got started it uh officially made it you know an actual business here last year in 2020 um at L- so we're llc now um 
right now it's mainly just personal training. I do a lot of group training. I work with a lot of young athletes. Um, also work with a lot of mothers. Um, as far as clothing lines and stuff like that, we have like, you know, t-shirts and different things, socks, more sports, you know, arena type stuff. Um, just, you know, for the, the active kid kids and, and things like that. But it just pretty much is a movement. I kind of really started with the idea of having a brand that even us as Christians uh, could could represent. You know, um, you don't have to worry about there there being any underlying, you know, or ulterior motives and stuff like that. It was it right. was this is what it is, and then you know, and it's it's modest. It's it's got a good you know we can use Bible verses. We've got we've got good you know background and everything. So that's kind of where that idea came up. <laughs> Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I was going to go into the thought of it being a movement and not just a company. Yeah. Um, I love the slogan. I love the phrase that uh, that you came up with and even decided to uh, name your company after. after. And, um, you know, that's something that I look at as um, I wouldn't really define myself as an athlete, but I love to work out. And I think about, you know, being beyond my best. Um, yeah. You know, I uh, in football and other sports, you know, athletes can – can relate to this you always uh hear you know give your best right 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 uh, sometimes i know as a christian you know your best isn't good enough your best mm-hmm. isn't the best that you can do uh, you know for me i may go in the weight room and i'm not feeling up to it today so three reps of maybe 225 on bench press is okay with me i'm fine but mm-hmm. actually i can do more than that but it's because i'm too tired i don't want to push myself right but in, exactly. in christianity jesus wants our all and so maybe uh, as we continue our conversation, we can maybe talk about the parallel between uh, the phrase beyond our beyond your best and then talk about how they can relate easily over to uh, Christianity and what we should do as as our uh, Christian responsibility and service. Okay. So I want to I want to get in a little bit with the uh, with the idea of some of the clients that you work with. I know that you said you work with young athletes, mothers and um uh, just kids who are active in general. And what what do you, like in your experience, what, why do most of your clients desire to transform their bodies? Like, is it a good reason you think, or what do you, um, what do you think? Most, most of the time, yeah, it is. Um, I would say more often than not, it is. Um, I think I find mostly that people come with the idea of well, we'll, we'll start with, with my my mother generation, like the generation or the uh, population, sorry, that are mothers. Um, they're more of, hey, I see a problem. Hey, I'm worried about everybody else. I need to focus on myself. Is what, what is, I always tell them that, you know, you, you're somebody who's taking care of everybody and their and their mama, as we like to say. Right. <laughs> so, and so um, I was like, yeah, it's time for you to focus on yourself. And, and um, so usually with mothers, it's, it's, you know, Hey, I got this health or I'm uncomfortable and unsatisfied with this, that, and the other. And so, and it's kind of, most of the time it's legitimate reasons, um, health reasons. And so I encourage those um, with kids, of course, you know, I want to be like Kobe. I want to be like yep. Curry. I want to be this, you know, this, so they're kind of like, you know, they're, they're young. They don't see their, uh, the potential they have just with themselves, you know, right. Um, they kind of want to, they look up to somebody want to be like them. So we train with the hopes of getting, you know, uh, football skills, like, you know, uh, with JJ Watt and, and, you know, quarterback skills, you know, like Drew Brees and, 
and you know Tom Brady and all these guys but you know but still it's like you know I kind of when I get them and work with them longer then it's like hey let's develop the skills that you have so you're not going to be the next Tom Brady but you're going to be your person you you are going to be the next top you know top athlete and stuff like that and so kind of kind of what I like to work with but yeah for the most part most people oh go ahead sorry no, no, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I, I, I was about to say, I love that idea, um, getting people to be the best them that they can be. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I think it's I think we would agree that it's fine to have um, a role model that's a professional athlete. And, you know, you mentioned Tom Brady. Hey, that guy's the GOAT. Tampa Bay just won the Super Bowl. So. Relevance, relevance. <laughs> Well, I know that you said you, um, I know that I follow you pretty closely on Facebook and especially when preparing for um, interviews and stuff like that, I try to get, gather as much, uh, as, as much research as I can on the guest speakers. And I know that you're an LSU fan. And so I'm pretty sure you're proud of uh, Leonard Fournette, Devin. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Wright, I, I, I wasn't mad about the uh, Super Bowl, man. We had LSU was representing for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. I <laughs> yes, think sir. it was pretty heavily LSU represented. So yes, sir. Um, I do love the idea of just getting people to love themselves, to really embrace who they are. Um, I think that there is a defining line in, you know, how much you should really idolize the other person, right? To, um, I alluded to in the very first episode of the podcast, how people, um, Michael Jordan is arguably the most popular athlete to ever mm-hmm. live, right? And um, there, there was even a song coined, you know, like Mike, I want to be like Mike, yeah, right? Yeah. But no one wants to put in the work that Michael Jordan had to put in. I mean, Man, this guy yeah. alluded to taking thousands of shots after That's games it. that he yes. lost. And um, I mean, just remarkable effort. And so um, not trying to catch you off guard or anything like that, but I wanted to talk more about how do you, um, how difficult is it for you to get people to believe in themselves? Ooh, <laughs> man, that's, we are our own worst enemy. <laughs> That's, that is even with myself. I mean, starting a business, that was the same thing. It's just like so much just negativity can enter your mind. Um, when it comes to training people though, I, I really, I like, I call it the mirror effect. Um, well, there's actually one client I trained uh, named and um, she was a, she's actually a stay at home mom, but she, she adopted, I think, four, four or five kids, five kids. Yeah. Okay. And so, so of course she's not thinking, you know, I, I, I want to be competitive. And I want to be in shape, but you know, I'm mom, I got to balance my schedule, all of right. this stuff, you know? So there's so many negative, you know, thoughts that are coming in her mind, you know, why I can't do it. I was like, all right, let's just get started see what happens. So we were training. Um, and I, like I, I, I coined the term, the mirror effect. So mm-hmm. basically what it is, is that you're sitting there with all these negative thoughts in your mind, you know, put them, look in the mirror and let that, those negative thoughts be the, the mindset and what that person in the mirror is telling, telling you. And you're seeing yourself as, Hey, I can only, like you said, I can only deadlift or I can only bench press this amount, or I can only um, do this many reps, you know, whatever. Um, that's what that person can do. You, you, now you have something visually to look at, you know, and from there, it's almost like looking that person in the eye, like almost like a sibling rivalry, like, hey, mm. so-and-so can do it. My older brother, my big brother, big sister can do this. I can do it too. And it's like, you always want to outdo them. So I was like, that's kind of what I had her do. I mean, she was, uh, let's see, I think she weighed about one, 
190. No, no, she weighed about 200 right there at that time. She wanted to get down to 180, man. And so like her deadlift was like around 135. And I told her, all right, <laughs> you know, let's, let's push it right here. You know, you look at that person in the eye and tell them you, you're better than them. She did it. And we, uh, I didn't even tell her how much I put on there. I put two, 200, you know, two, I think 215 on the, on the um, deadlift thing for her, on the bar. She didn't even know, just picked it up. Man. We found some just inner anger, <laughs> just, you know, and so I told her it was more than what she had done before, but I didn't tell her how much more. And so it just like that, you know, it's, it's really, your mindset can hold you back from so much. And it's like, we're physically doing something, but mentally mm-hmm. it's like, we just, you know, put barriers up and, and so um it, it it can be tough you know that was a good I love that situation that was one of my favorite uh, stories but everybody is not that <laughs> some people actually have a lot more um and not just mental but even physical you know things that are holding them back and so it's 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 really just you just got to work with it just kind of layer by layer break it down until you get to where you're at so Hey, I mean, like the the old adage goes, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You <laughs> exactly. have to, uh, you have to uh, trust the process. I think that's something. I'm a huge Alabama fan from Alabama, so mm-hmm. all these uh, elephants. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> hey, right behind me, right. Uh, I love um, I love Nick Saban's coin that he that he uh, that he said about um, uh, about nine eight nine ten years ago now, but he always tells his players to trust the process, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you come to Alabama because you want to do one thing, you want to win a championship but you have to be willing to do what champions do. Exactly. You have to be willing to work. You have to be willing to put in the sweat, the blood, the tears, everything that is required on the field. And so, I mean, just, um, and thank you for sharing the personal uh, testimony re- regarding your, uh, one of your clients. I think that it is remarkable to have someone to push you because sometimes um, our mindset can like hinder us from even, you know, trying to take it to the next level or uh, from, engaging into an activity that we already feel defeated in and so it's like well you're not going to get better thinking that way so um, I think it's great to have someone like you to push to push your clients to make sure that they get the bet the best out of their uh, bodies as they can to even get the best out of their their mental capacity as they can so um, um, I think one question that I had that sort of that relates to this is uh, when people talk about weightlifting right they Mm -hmm. It's, I guess for some people it's easy to start, right? But it's so hard to like hold on and 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 stay physically fit. And so they get, you know, after failing a couple times at um, at being consistent, they become afraid to take breaks. And I know you probably had uh, the unfortunate opportunity to, opportunity to witness this, but I've witnessed it. And people have, and and here's what I witnessed: some people because they're so afraid to take breaks, they end up hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. They end up um, not getting enough rest and they just immediately quit altogether because their bodies cannot handle uh, the, the, the way that they're pushing themselves. And so is it, is it possible to take a break from exercise without losing fitness? Um, if so, how much time off is considered too much time off? Well, you play sports, so you know coaches always tell you use it or lose it. So yep. <laughs> um, we'll start off with that one. But um, honestly, it I guess it, I mean we'll we'll probably get into this, but um, it really is not looking at exercise as a sport. I guess I don't know exactly, what, but just looking at it as moving, just looking at it, at at it as movement. So 
physical we called it physical activity um so mm. you know you didn't have to tell your grandma hey let's go exercise or let's go work out your grandma would just be like all right let me just do some physical activity in order to get moving so that's right. kind of what how I would look at it with this um yes you can lose what you've done and and taking a break would be a detriment to whatever progress you made for sure but you can in other ways be active and so you're not so far behind whenever you get back and so right. like I mean obviously I played college basketball play basketball since I was seven years old so obviously you can only get better from the time you're seven to the time you're 17 to the time you're 21 whatever and so um yeah as soon as that second as soon as that third year rolled around of college and I stopped playing basketball yeah it was all gone man so I had that's even that's why I even started becoming a personal trainer is because I'm like I gotta do something because I'm clearly not in you know organized sports anymore so I have nobody yelling at me to do suicides nobody telling me to do this so I have to find some kind of motivation so, I mean, that's kind of what it is. So, obviously, I'm not running to, to, uh, 200 suicides a week or any mm-hmm. or more anymore, but I am finding ways to stay active in different, you know. So, obviously, you know, probably playing uh, 60 minutes of a basketball game is not just, you know, <laughs> in my wheelhouse right now, but I, I, can still, I can still run a couple games of pickup. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, so it's, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, that's that's what I would say, you know as opposed to just not doing any physical activity to where I wouldn't even be able to pick up a basketball at the moment there, you know, there are ways that you can maintain certain levels. So you don't like completely when you're ready to get back on it, just completely lose <laughs> everything and start from scratch, you know? Exactly. And I, I love the way that you analyzed it and expounded on it. Just look at exercise as a movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to tell yourself to get up and walk or do things, especially back in the day with, um, older generations, you know, they didn't have to talk about, oh, let's get up and be active or let's get up and exercise. Like people move, we move on a daily yeah. basis. And I think that's, um, it actually helps you to look at it in increments, right? Um, I love, um, I think, um, the company Hyundai, which is a, um, Chinese or Japanese, I'm just going to say Asian made car. And, yeah. um, I know they coined the phrase, like, we may not make <clears throat> the best, uh, car, um, next year, but we want to improve in increments. We want to make something better than it was, whether that's the high beams on the car, the tires, whatever. We want to improve in increments. And so I think we can take that and, and apply that to um, our physical makeup. Whenever we get into exercise, as you stated, just look at it as a movement, um, put it down to at least a bite-sized level where you don't have to chew. Um, the, going back to the old adage, as I stated before, you don't have to chew the whole elephant at one time. It seems yeah. um, overwhelming. So uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. I think another area that we can uh, get into, you know, both both you and I share um, a, a common faith where we're both Christians. And so regarding like our Christian faith and weightlifting, you know, is there a parallel between weightlifting and our Christian walk? Ironically, I actually just did an article on um, comparing strength um, between like, you know, physical strength and spiritual strength. And Man, I didn't even think about the parallels. You know, we make parallels in sports and in Christianity often, especially, you know, people who have faith, whether they're Christian or not, you know, members of the church or not, you know. Um, Man, but yes, uh, I would say yes. The simple answer for that is yes. Um, You think about how you would start working towards a certain goal, um, whether it's just in sports, you know, whether it's, you know, getting better at free, throw, free throws, getting stronger so you can be stronger on the line, whatever, you know, 
Uh, we all have goals and we have programs that we set, you know, um, Christianity to me is exactly the same. I mean, I think mm. there's, there's no coincidence in the fact that Paul used <laughs> so many examples of physical activity, you know, marathons, we've got races, we've got, you know, you know, talking about buffing it. He even talking about work, working out. So he just didn't get carried away because people was, you know, tripping over Christianity back then, you know, mm. it's like, there's, there's so many parallels. Um, and you, you know, I think as far as as far as Christianity, um, and kind of looking at that parallel, yes, like we have programming. Um, so you you're gonna want to sit down and and figure out what your weaknesses are. So with personal training, that's kind of what I talked about in this article. With personal training, if I have a client, then I'm gonna first before even touch a weight, before even touch a cardio machine, we're gonna do an assessment. I'm gonna ask you questions. And I'm also going to eventually do some um, actual tests, some physical tests, so I can see mm -hmm. where your strength lies, what your weaknesses are. Same thing is with the Christian with Christianity. We look in that uh, <laughs> per, that mirror, you know, you know, and uh, it'll it'll reveal a lot of stuff to us. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I think with like I said, with that, it it definitely is we can we can see where our weaknesses are and know where we need to grow. Um, and we have all the tools. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. I mean, <laughs> you know, we have every, all the tools we need. It's almost like walking into a weight room and there's everything you need. To exactly. Be <laughs> so, so, I mean, you got in, you got your support group, man. So it's just like, you know, God set it up perfectly. I think there's so many parallels between being physically fit and being um, spiritually strong as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I think um, you alluded to a bunch of examples, especially uh, the Apostle Paul. Another thing, which is part of the reason uh, why I coined the the phrase for this podcast, right? I, I look at sports and the exact same way that, that Paul looked at sports. He sees the metaphor for life when you look mm -hmm. at sports. There are so many characteristics that we can take from athletes and what the sports demand, aka also requires uh, from the athlete and that we can apply to Christianity. And so um, I think a lot of that really just sort of makes it fun, right? So like you can look at Christianity and say that it's boring or there's just, there's just so many rules, right? Yeah. Um, sports have a lot of rules too. I mean, okay. a lot of rules that you don't even know they have until you see a flag and then you hear this uh, this sort of idiotic- uh, <laughs> We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? When did that, when <laughs> right. did that, that, that rule come to existence, right? Exactly. Uh, but they, the athletes still have fun. Right. They mm -hmm. still have fun. They're they're, they're still able to um, showcase their talent, uh, but they must do so within the confines of the rules. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, as we can understand that, we surely can understand that when it comes to uh, Christianity. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. I think Paul is a perfect example uh, to look at, as you stated, First um, Corinthians nine, Hebrews 12, one and two talks mm -hmm. about that great race. And so um, and a host of the passages that talks that really compares sports to um, our Christian walk. So uh, Destin, I'm sure you know that we live in a culture that is obsessed with appearance. OK, um, oh, people yeah. <laughs> want to be beautiful. They want to look good. They uh, you see magazines with guys with nice pecs and things like that. Huge <laughs> biceps. And, you know, as a guy, I look at that and think like, oh, man, I never get there or man, that guy. <laughs> look at his biceps though like this man he looks good right and then as a female you know you see 
other girls maybe on the cover of sports magazine and this girl is toned she got nice legs or whatever like that and then the girl says man i want the same thing like how can i it must have taken her years to do that right and so it's like you know social media commercials movies um etc you know portray the perfect human body to like showcase um, our favorite celebrities as having the ideal figure or uh, of which to model our bodies after and things like that. Um, you know, this issue was even prevalent um, among the Israelites when choosing a king. Right. So they chose if, I'm sure you remember they chose Solomon. Right. Or not yeah. Solomon, but Saul. They Saul, chose Saul. Saul. Yeah. And, you know, Saul was this tall, handsome glass of water. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he. <laughs> He uh, he he walked in the and he was head and shoulders over the people and the people were willing to follow him because of that. Yeah. Just because of that. They, I mean, they they knew nothing of his leadership abilities nor qualities, but because he's tall and handsome and he looks physically imposing, I'm going to follow him. Mm-hmm. And so when they looked at David, yeah, I mean, <laughs> David was the I mean, he was just a stark contrast. He was like, OK, this guy's a, sh- a shepherd boy. He's skinny. He's short. Yeah. It's like, oh, why would we follow him? But God lets, uh, but God through the prophet at that time says he doesn't look at the outward appearance of people, but he looks at the heart. And so as we get more into like the real grimy type stuff, um, the first question I have is, you know, is there is there a stigma when it comes to women and weight training? And if so, like, uh, what are they? What are just a few of those? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so I know for sure, and I'm just going to even throw this out here because I know a lot of people, I've heard people say, man, either I want to be strong like you talking about me or I don't want to look like you, you know. Mm-hmm. And let me just say that I could not, I mean, I haven't done powerlifting training in the last six months and I could probably still bench press 200 pounds. This is not to brag. This is legit. Just mm-hmm. this is my family genetics. I mean, if anybody's seen my brother, he is a freak of nature <laughs> and he's only 17. And so, Man, goodness. And so, yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, we don't know where in the world this came from because my dad was uh, like, you know, the little stick figures kids draw whenever they're younger. That's what my dad looked like in college at, or <laughs> even at 17. And so we don't know where this came from anyways. Uh, but um, just to say, say that uh, it man with women it's they don't even want to some women don't even want to touch weights because it's like oh, I don't want to look bulky I don't want to do this that and the other you know which is no <laughs> and you just I mean it's just kind of just a lack of knowledge in that area um women looking stronger uh it kind of it's not just for women looking stronger that people have a problem it is the the idea of this what is it called a strong independent woman thing they have nowadays and so you know uh (laughs) that's considered oh they're they're too good to be you know submissive it's like the feminine movement like everything ties in and so there's a lot there's a lot to it um the only thing I would tell people with that is you got to everybody it's relative fitness health is relative um you are not going to just pick up a weight one day and all of a sudden you just look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like it's not, it's not, it's not how that works. Um, right. And so um, with that, I would just say, I mean, like long story short, man, it's, it's, it's a way of training and it's also nutrition 
and it's mm-hmm. supplements. I mean, you're not just going to look bulky with that. Um, some people, no matter how hard they work out, are not even capable of that. I have a guy friend that he would love to look half the size of some men, and he can because it's just not in his genetics. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, back to the women, but it, it, I mean, yes, there's definitely either you're going to look like super skinny and like a size one or zero waistline, you know, or you're going to be the super fit, you know, muscular girl. And that's everybody else in between is just kind of like, I guess now we're kind of getting this, you know, movement where what's it called? Uh, I can't remember the movement name, but anyways, it's like you were women are, if you're in plus sizes and Hey, you're, you know, you're the new next, next best thing. And yeah, like I said, everybody's, health is relative but Mm -hmm. there is a different I mean sorry everybody's fitness level is relative but health is not ever um you you can be plus size girl but if you're not healthy then we shouldn't be just like you know you know oh yeah she's a big girl you know what we say big now you know Mm no I mean yeah it sounds all cute and dandy that way we you know people can be I guess glorified in that but it doesn't mean you're healthy and so um, but just kind of get back to your, your question. <laughs> um, like I said, you have to, there's a certain training level and there's a certain nutrition level that you have to have to even get to this really bulky, scary look that people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I guess, almost masculine. Um, but other than that, I just, I mean, work out people. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why I say train. If you have questions, if you are trying to avoid something, are you trying to get something? Ask, ask, ask the experts with that, you know, or, I mean, you right. can even do your own studies, but yeah, it, don't, don't just automatically assume, uh, even when right. you're talking to people, don't just add, automatically assume that. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think that you pretty much just analyzed that perfectly. Uh, people are afraid before, as we stated before, engaging into the activity. Uh, one, one, um, website that I was looking at an article that I was reading earlier and back in, um, I think it was written back in 2018 by um, Hester Boyers, who I think at the time he was a sociology major, a PhD student at Durham University. And he conducted this research and entitled the article, Lifting the Stigma from Women in Strength Training. And so in the article, he, uh, this, uh, uh, he points out that the social barriers that prevent women from engaging with strength and training uh, he points out the expectation being different uh, between men and women regarding, you know, uh, the gym workouts and stuff like that. Um, but interestingly, after reading the article, I, I came, I, I noticed something. He never mentioned any hard, fast rules uh, that says, you know, girls can't go to the gym and lift weights. Uh, girls can't go to the gym and and uh, power train or anything like that. He um, he instead he mentioned like loud music. He mentioned guys grunting in the gym. He mentioned guys working out with their shirts off or and he also mentioned guys having the knowledge regarding how to use the the machines and the weights in the gym. And the way he used that almost seemed that the girls uh, or ladies were too afraid or were sort of uh, uh, had low self-esteem and they they weren't really sure if they would go into the gym and want like they want to start lifting weights. But if I go into the gym, I'm going to embarrass myself because, you know, hey, guys are in here. They know how to lift weights, right? They're grunting. They're li- they lift a lot of weights. And so mm-hmm. for that fact, I'm just not I'm not going to go in the gym. Right. And I think um, I mean, what what would you say to that? Like, 
Is that a reason not to go in the gym? Or? Uh, well, I think we need to look at, I've, I always want to go back to this because uh, I don't think many people consider it. Just like sports, fitness, the fitness world is very, very male dominant. It, it just is. Um, but I think that comes from, we got to look back in history. Um, when you think of the Greeks, you think of, you know, like Olympics and stuff like that. That was what men do. Women weren't even allowed to, to be in the vicinity of that. You know, that was, so this is, we're talking about performing and we're talking about like doing this for fun and recreation, um, which is kind of what the fitness world is nowadays. Um, but still it's actually much more needed. The reason why I say it's different is because back in the day we had <laughs> what we call the hunters and gatherers. We had even, even not even that far back, like our great grandparents and our grandparents were people who worked on farms and, and they went and got their own. Like even the women blurred, <laughs> they was back there cutting chicken heads off and, and you know, hauling water from wells and junk. This is, this is them being like we've talked about before, physically active. This is not them working out. This is just physical activity that's going to keep them in shape. Your mom can carry around a 60 pound kid because she does. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's like moms don't realize, hey, I can't lift this girl. You've been toting around this child this whole time. You know? <laughs> and so it, it's I don't think we really think about that. And so yeah, now we get into this world now where we all have to work out in order to stay in shape because this is what we're doing. We're sitting in front of <laughs> cameras exactly. and, and we're sitting at desk and talking to people, hello, okay, yeah, yeah. This And then checking out, we're just standing in one spot all day. Yes, that's majority of right. American jobs is what that is. And so totally now we got to, yeah, so now we have to bring back physical activity as, as a recreation or a side hustle, <laughs> you know, right. and so... So now, yeah, now you're looking at this, now that women really have to be in this, what was once a male dominant uh, arena because we need it for our own physical health. It's like we need it now, you know, it's not just, you know, recreation anymore. And so, yeah, now I think it's kind of hard for women to kind of mold into this because now we have this, oh, it's still a male dominant thing. We're still doing it for looks and aesthetics and things like that. Um, no, women get in there and get the reps in, uh, get the cardio in so you can stay in shape and, and get longevity from this. Don't have to look at it the same. We don't need to be training the same way guys are. Um, <laughs> you don't need to be doing 500 pounds for, for five, three to five reps because you're trying to get stronger and you're trying to look massive, trying to, you know, grow your, grow your muscles. That's not what we're doing. I mean, I tell women that every day, man, get in there and do multiple reps with lighter weight because it's, we're just trying to, what we say, tone, you know, get lean. Right. And that's it. You know, it's not, and it's all about nutrition. You're not about to be taking in hundreds of <laughs> grams of protein a day because <laughs> you're trying to build muscle. No, this is, you eat, eat healthy and, you know, supplement your body and, and get out of, get in there and do 30 minutes of cardio and get out. You're good. You don't have to worry about, you know, Man, when I was powerlifting, we was in the gym for two hours. <laughs> you know, this mm -hmm. was a different, you're training differently. You, If you have goals in mind, you're training differently. If you're just trying to maintain health or get healthy, then it's not the same. So I think this stigma is really from people not understanding what training, true training is, what true um, fitness is, you know, it, it, right. it's everybody, it's relative. Like I said, if you're trying to get bulky, there's a difference from me trying to just stay in shape. I don't need to be doing all that you know right and so 
just education, yeah, people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Education, ignorance uh, caused people to have misconceptions of things. And thank you for redirecting the focus, right? The focus is on uh, maintaining that health, um, having a healthy lifestyle. And I think most people, if that was to remain the focus, we wouldn't look at it, especially females. You don't have to look at females as trying to compete with men or trying to compete right. against men. No, they I mean, they need the physical health as well. And so, I mean, the uh, when you think about weightlifting and, and things of that nature, um, I kind of want to get into one of my most favorite female athletes, and her name is Allison Felix. OK, so Allison Felix, super talented American track and field sprinter. Uh, she was uh, interviewed uh, one moment uh, or uh, at one particular time. And it was interesting. Right. She was asked in the interview that if you achieve the same things you achieved, would your success be different if you were a man? Now, mm. that is a question like mm. <laughs> uh, and, and to that, uh, you know, I was waiting and eagerly waiting to hear her response uh, to that question. She responded with it with the illustration and the illustration, the illustration that she gave was was so profound that it caused me to really think. And I even challenged my wife and my and my cousin with the question that or with the illustration that she gave. And here's the illustration. She said, ask someone in the general public who is the greatest basketball player or who is the greatest football player, et cetera. Uh, we could have a heated debate regarding that for over an hour. Oh, but <laughs> if you ask the same general public who is the greatest women's basketball player, uh, they wouldn't know where to start. And so you mm-hmm. don't have a conversation. And I thought about that. I said, well, surely, uh, surely I know some, you know, great female athletes. <laughs> and destiny to my shame, I did not. <laughs> the only person I could think about was, uh, was Candace Sparks. I think, I think that's her name. Candace Sparks, who played for the uh, Los Angeles, or not Candace Sparks. Candace but, Parker. Uh, Candace Parker, who played yeah. for the Los Angeles Sparks, I think is the name of the team. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I couldn't. You know, to my shame, I just couldn't go outside of her. And I'm and I thought to myself, like, man, let me let me test someone else to see if this is true. <laughs> and undoubtedly it was. And and you know, Allison Felix even went on to share how, you know, for a female athlete, in order for uh her profile to be raised or in order for her to be marketable, she had <laughs> to be beautiful, right? So she couldn't come off the uh as a as a track and field sprinter, she couldn't leave the track all sweaty and things like that and go you know, and be, um, and have her picture taken and it'd be on the front of sports magazine. No, she has to be beautiful in her right. uniform. And she alluded to that. And she said, you know, there's just so much extra work. You know, she doesn't see those same requirements held over male athletes. And she specifically named, you know, guys like LeBron, Katie, uh, Tom, you know, and other, you know, phenomenal athletes, they don't have to get pretty. They don't have to get beautiful in order right. to have their picture taken and they be on the front cover of sports magazine. And so she uh, she openly stated that she hoped men in society uh, could see women for their athletic ability and just appreciate that, like allow what I do on the track and field to be enough, you know, to right. be appreciated and to be praised for what I do. And so I guess my, my question is, you know, are females who lift weights to gain muscle, uh, are they to put more effort into looking feminine? Ooh, um, that is. I guess that, that, again, like I said, everything is probably going to be the same answer is relative. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a preference. Um, and it really just depends on, I guess, your, your self-confidence and uh, things like that. Um, for me, 
I agree. I was definitely the tomboy type. Um, so I can just only speak from my experience. Um, I know a few more women powerlifters, um, but to me, like looking at them, I'm like, they're already girly enough, like outside of, I mean, the girls here, when they dress up, they'll have like the slim black dresses on and in the heels and, you know, hair laid and everything, you know, uh, whenever they want to dress up. And I'm just like, <sighs> you know, <laughs> my mom used to, my mom used to call me superwoman when I was a kid, because I'm mean, as being a PK, you know, of course we had to make sure we were Sunday's best. And man, as soon as the last amen, I was <laughs> out of that dress in a heartbeat man I'm like get this mess off of me you yeah. know and but um either way like I guess just with that I wouldn't say you'd have to try hard um if you're already like the girly type you know then so be it yeah um, you put your ponytail up and you you lift your weight and you you take your hair back down and you and you you strut off you know whatever you got to do that's I mean legit um same thing with me like I was powerlifting um I don't know like I, I would just still myself you know I, you I don't know I don't feel like you really just have to like try so much harder to be girly um you just gotta find it's with it's with even normal just girls um who don't work out um you just gotta find what fits your body style and so like you know when it comes down to even want to look you know like as girly for what people say um even me without working out I might have broad shoulders regardless and so um I have to find things that are going to fit me to where it looks feminine, you know? Um, Cause I used to say, I used to be insecure about things. I'm like, man, I look like a guy. I mean, I, I, I look like an NFL linebacker with a dress on is what I used to say. <laughs> and it just, that was my self-confidence. And it just, I didn't have it because I felt like I could only either identify as destiny, the strong girl, or I could only identify if I ever tried like, you know, to be like super girly and it's like, that's me, you know? And I'd have confidence in both levels, but I didn't have a way to be confident in both, if that makes sense. And so the only thing, I mean, I'm working on it now. Uh, you know, I was the type of girl that everybody when I was younger used to make fun of me, my eyebrows because they're super thick, never did anything to them. Um, and like, it was already hard enough being strong because I was, like I said, even high school was that girl that was super strong. I was, I had to work out with the guys because uh, I, none of the girls were challenging enough. I, every time I'd have to put the 45 pound, um, 45 pound weights back on and take them off because whoever my workout partner was couldn't do it. But um, just kind of going back to it is it's, it's really, it really depends on the person. I think you really just need to find the self-confidence um, to feel beautiful for who you are. Um, if you want to work out, then that's what you do. I mean, if you work at McDonald's and you get all grease, you smell like grease when you come home. I mean, like, you still know you're pretty. <laughs> you still know you're like, I'm working. This is my job. You know, same thing. Um, same thing with working out, man. If you, that's what you want to do. You're just legit lifting weights for two hours out of the day. I mean, you've got a whole 10 hours that you're up or even more to, to feel beautiful <laughs> go lift your right. weight or go do whatever you got to do. That's your little moment. And, and, and that shouldn't take away from you being feminine. Shouldn't take away from right. you being girly. So, <laughs> right. No, I appreciate that. I, I even more so appreciate you sharing the the very personal side of your story uh, regarding like some of the fear, uh, physical characteristics that you just have because of genetics that you can't necessarily do anything about. And, um, you know, just trying to find uh, clothes and things that fit you and, you know, being uh, 
uh, being joked uh, being joked on about some physical features that again you can't necessarily do things about i know there are a bunch of females uh, that can relate and really what i just want to uh, get into if you don't mind just try to get a little bit uh, not too personal and of course you don't have to share any information that that is too personal but um whenever you again we're christian so uh, whenever you think about like Christian expectations or expectations from, from Christians and then the expectation from society, uh, you have a sort of like two different standards, like two different expectations that you, you know, you want to try to meet because again, you're a Christian and you live in the society. And so like, do you ever, you know, find yourself trying to live up to the expectation of society and even some Christians who have their ideas of what a lady looks and acts like? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and that's because um, I don't fit the mold of what feminine is. Um, like I said, I could not work out for months on months at a time. And still, I mean, I, if you don't know, I, back in November, I tore my patella tendon. So I have not been able to train like a, like a madman, like I used to. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of been like a downer. Um, but with that being said, like I used to train two hours a day uh five days a week and I haven't been able to do that just because I mean like I can but it's like I can't do a full body workout as opposed to I can legit only do upper body and abs (laughs) I can't do any squats or anything like that um no lunges none of that and so the things I mean like I was talking to my friend today it's like super hard to even get a thousand over yeah you know how you get to ten thousand steps on your oh yeah well I can't even do that now (laughs) And the Apple Watch is going to let you know, too. <laughs> you need to stand up, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that just, man, from somebody who goes to training two hours a day to that is just kind of crazy. But, um, man, yes, because it society has it where everybody needs to look like this. Um, <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> Great illustration. If yeah, if you're a woman. And so, like, and you got to be able to to have like this coke bottle figure you know um all of that i i don't (laughs) um and so it just it's just weird um you can definitely let society get to you and that's kind of why i feel like when i was younger it's even now sometimes it's like i don't feel feminine because it's just like when i look in the mirror and i feel like i have to try a little harder some girls can wake up i to me like because my best friends are like beautiful and i'm just like they can just wake up out of their sleep and i'll be looking at them and i'm like i gotta hurry and get up before everybody else <laughs> get makeup on and all this type of stuff to make sure i look feminine they can just get up and just like all right let me brush my hair and i'm good and i'm just like you know sometimes you feel like that you can even get in your mind um but it, i think it really is society and people are kind of like hey i don't let society dictate you know what i think is this and that and the other but if you're scrolling through instagram all day and you see, <laughs> you see Angelina Jolie, you see Demi Lovato, you see who else is there, man? Uh, what's her name? Jennifer Lopez, 50 years old, looking good as mess. Yeah, mm. you're like, it's like, you, you see all these girls, you just scrolling. I mean, that's your definition of a beautiful woman because that's who is highlighted in the world right now. And so mm. those figures, even, even people like, who is that? Um, what's a Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence I think yeah it was a Hunger Games like she did this whole 
thing of like, you know, thick girls. And I'm looking at Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, you ain't even that thick, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, I mean, she, she's, she is bigger than most, I guess, would, would come on TV. But I'm looking at her. I'm just like, you're not, I mean, it's, it, you still, <laughs> you still got a very feminine figure, like compared to me sometimes. And I'm just like, and so, yeah, society is definitely, I mean, it's, it's on social media. It's on TV. This is what we see. And that's what we base our lives off of. Even if we don't want to say it is, I'm like, so yeah, it, it gets hard to um, feel comfortable in the skin you're in whenever that's what's appreciated and accepted. And and even like, I mean, I even branch even into the dating life. Like, I feel like that's what everybody's people are looking for. You know, it. I had to get on my brothers one time because they're just like, at one time they're just like, I guess people at the time they started being really interested in girls was like, you had like uh, Selena Gomez and 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 Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato and and who else was there? Miley Cyrus, all these girls, you know, that they were watching on Disney Channel and, and Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. These are this, so they were my brother like had this big thing for Latina girls, so like, you know, and and that's just kind of it was either them or everybody else is ugly. Like you know, you started like shaming black girls mm-hmm. and all this type of stuff, and it, like even I mean they're younger, they didn't really realize it, but. Right. This is like who society, you know, now, like I, you know, 2020, 21, it's like, you know, now people are trying to open up to, you know, accept black, you know, more now, of course, mm-hmm. even black girls are yeah. trying to be more natural haircut, you know, their hair, you know, not put so much weave in and stuff like that, you know, this is society. I mean, if a black girl could had to be in a show, he had to uh, have, have weave in, your hair had to be bone straight, you know, so people, and, you know, it's just, just what it is but I think even going into Christianity with this kind of does does Christianity kind of get molded by society as well I that that's a definite yes um it's (laughs) I mean I guess I kind of we kind of get and then definitely the older people kind of get in this old school mindset of if it's not this and it's not right but I'm like modesty as long as it falls in the lines of modesty I mean if I mean I don't know what kind of new styles are nowadays with certain even certain colors like you know considered immodest to the older people now because it was red black gray uh what else are they maybe like this lavender color that was like all the older people wore now but now we got like highlight pink and you know Mm -hmm. lemon lime and all these colors and we're just like oh that's too busy you know I'm like man you know we got to really look at you know what's going on and and realize that it's not necessarily some things are society, but some things are just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah. I know as a, again, you know, just going back to the idea of being a Christian American, right. You have, mm-hmm. uh, you have, you have pressure, <clears throat> right. I mean, as a human being, you face pressure, you have different uh, stressors that you face on a daily basis, but it's just a little bit different and more unique and peculiar as a Christian, because you're trying to identify with Christ. But at the same time, you live in a society that you try to at least be somewhat normal. I mean, you're going to be the Bible calls us a peculiar people. And rightfully so. I mean, as a Christian, it's going to be odd to the world, how we act, the way we believe and things of that nature. And so it's like sometimes um, it's it's not uncommon to realize uh, that some people, some Christians actually fall and give into that pressure. Uh, I think I think back to I think first Samuel. Uh, chapter uh, chapter eight verses eleven through fourteen, where 
the children of Israel wanted to be like the other nations, right? They mm -hmm. wanted a king so bad. And it, it wasn't that they didn't have a king. I mean, they had God, right? God fought for them. He delivered them through, uh, through various battles and had proven himself, you know, faithful and trustworthy, but yet they still wanted to be like every other nation. Right. And so I think that even just sharing your story and listening to some of the things that uh, you had to face, um, I mean, can you, could you just share with us like how, you know, how hard or how difficult was it for you to remain grounded and, and to sort of overlook the, the pressures from society? I'm not even gonna lie to you. Um, <laughs> for me, I mean, there are certain things that I'm a people pleaser in, but there's the other thing that I could care less what people think. Um, my personality and I guess a sense of style was one thing I could care less what people thought. Uh, <laughs> um, so when it came to like, you know, what people were wearing I was never into like I need hey I need I wouldn't even like the person hey I need Nikes you know everybody had to have the Nike elite socks when we were playing I'm like Kayla give me some white socks <laughs> they about to get messed up anyways because I'm about to be paying, playing <laughs> basketball right. you know I, I wasn't thinking about that I mean that, that's probably just how my parents I mean we got all those things we had Nike socks but my Nike socks weren't as valuable to me I knew they cost more they weren't as valuable to me as another good pair of socks by Hanes or, you know, right. Loom, whatever. I mean, so, you know, as long as they serve their purpose. Um, but I guess I'm thinking of anything that was even hard for me growing up. Um, man, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I guess it was, you kind of got teased maybe if things weren't name brand. Um, so that would probably be the only thing that you would have to get over. And sometimes just the fact of getting teased about something would, would be uh, enough to make you upset about it. But other than that, it wasn't like I was ashamed of what I, what I had or anything like that, or even what I wore. Um, I guess maybe, is that kind of what you're talking about? Or maybe am I going oh, off? No, track? no, ab yeah. absolutely. I think um, it, it just to even clarify a little bit more. Um, so you, you mentioned like, and I went through a phase too, where you have just this ideal woman in mind, right? You have this, uh, again, you have social media presence, you have movies, things like that. And you have, you know, these women. And, and most of the times, if you look at commercials carefully, they're always, uh, th there's always a, a woman who is uh, the prominent figure in commercials, movies, and, and uh, majority of the time she's not modest, I, I guess mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, along with your brothers, there was a time that I did have my ideal, you know, expectation of, of a woman. And so just for you, Destiny, um, like how has, because I know I've heard this from, from um, so many females that say that, you know, I can't help about, I can't help my shoulders are, are, are broad. Mm -hmm. I can't help, you know, that I'm physically imposing or more imposing than some other females, you know, um, it's not that, you know, I feel masculine or I'm trying to be a guy. It's just the way I'm genetically made. And so, I mean, has that affected you as far as like relationships or, I mean, has that been a hindrance to you or I mean, how do you look at that? Um, I'm old school, uh, if you, for the lack of better terms, <laughs> not as old school as most uh, would think, but I am when it comes to my generation and the generation underneath me, I am definitely old school. I realize that, like I said, we're all about looks first. And while you do need to be physically attracted to somebody, um, I think 
we look at people and that's our instant judgment you know don't judge a book by its cover so if i'm thinking i used i was talking actually talking to my brother about this on the phone uh either yesterday day before because you know we're like valentine's day is coming up and you know they're both in relationships and i'm like single and i'm just kind of like man what i don't even know you know i gotta get in that mindset but on but i was like you know i i've heard so many people like you know you're too independent and all this type of stuff because I mean like I don't know (laughs) um but they don't ask we don't talk enough um so it's Mm. like people see me being uh, like on grind all the time they see me um working out they this is the things that I post so this is the things that people see but my best friends like I mean I don't know if you didn't use a Brene and uh, and like some of these girls that I hang out with all the time they know me. They know that I could care less about fitness. If we about to come in here and hang out, don't don't talk to me about fitness. I don't want to talk about it. I legit that's my job. Um, wow. That's a hobby I like, but that is not my life. Um, and like, <laughs> it was even talked to my boss the other day, and it was like, you know, I don't even know if this is like my this is my calling in the world. Like, I love it, but I there's so many other things. I love interior design. I love cooking. People know I love cooking too. Those are two passions I have, just as much as fitness. Um, like I said, but fitness is just something that we have to do to stay in shape. So, um, but anyways, so with that, I was just kind of like down because I'm just like, I guess this is what people want are these super skinny girls and things like that, you know, and I don't know. Um, so for me, yeah, I was getting down on, on that. Um, but I think with, with it, I kind of was questioning like, why wouldn't a guy want as an independent woman but I'm thinking in my mind like I I want to be a mother I, people know I love kids I've watched so I was used to be babysitting kids at the age of 10 like people just <laughs> trusted me I was a good kid people trusted me and and that was just the thing you know our dad used to be like you know hey uh we're about to go out for this date night y'all staying here Destiny's in charge you know I'm like dad I probably a little too young to be doing this but don't you know we're older now don't call cps on the man um but you know it's just like i mean i love kids i've always been a nurturer people know my brother gabe loves kids gabe can hold somebody's kid for two seconds and they'll be sleeping it's just it's i mean it's just how i am but um and women love gabe for that just like (laughs) he's so cute but anyways and so i want to be a mother i want to be a wife um that, but people the way they see me on social media doesn't look that way you know I look like this super dominant woman is going to be trying to be in charge like the ones that you be seeing on a uh, tv <laughs> like the media shows where you got this <laughs> super independent back woman that you can't tell yeah. her nothing yeah and I'm like that's not me I mean you but you have to get to know me so kind of what I was saying about being old school like if you just look at me from what you see and only what you see, then you're going to make the judgment and be like, Hey, I don't want, she's not going to be the girl for me because I want a submissive wife. I want somebody who I can come home to and house is clean and all this stuff, which is, those are good things. Those are good things to have, obviously, because it causes balance in the family, but you got to ask that's, those are things I desire, but nobody would know unless they ask me. So it's kind of like, they have already weeded me out. It's not somebody who would do that because I don't look docile. I don't look this, that, and the other. And I'm not saying to be that to be negative towards people who do look that, you know. But that's just kind of what it is. Like, you know, people. I've heard that so many times. Like, you're just you're just really independent. I feel like, you know, I'm like, man, if I didn't have to work a nine to five, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it right now. Hey, right. <laughs> I mean, if I could stay home and be a housewife and then you know clean up, I love cleaning. Like, I can't function unless the house is clean. 
people in the IAU say have schoolwork done had to be done at 11:59. Of course, everybody knows they've been yep. <laughs> been there, done that. And man, if it's not nine o'clock p.m., I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna get started at 10. But this house has to be clean before I can function. Like that's how I am. I, I love cooking and and things like that. But you have to get to know me in order to do that. People don't get to know each other anymore. And so I think that is kind of one of the hardest things is 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 for sure is that we don't talk you know and if we do it's kind of like this every good morning what you doing how are you how your day yep. going good morning what you doing <laughs> how you like it's consistent like we don't know how to talk to each other anymore don't ask each other about our dreams and hopes and things like that you know so <laughs> you know and it's and it's actually ironic too because you have you have social media and research shows that the more that you interact on social media platforms the less social you become and um, I think that's unfortunate because social media, mm-hmm. along with any other uh, um, uh, media platform or services, can be a great tool if we use them properly. Yeah. And a lot of the characteristics and, and qualities and, and things that you like, I love. I love to clean. I like to cook. I hate washing dishes, but I like to cook. <laughs> and <laughs> and I mean, I have a son. I love I love taking care of my son. I don't you know, I don't purposely t- uh, tell my wife like, oh, it's your job to hold my kid or right, hold right, our right. kid. Right. You know, I, I take responsibility. I change him. I, I bathe him. I lotion his body. You know, those things, I just feel like, you know, as a parent, as a human being, I love to serve other human beings. And um, just listening to you, you know, share that. I think that was the entire point that God was stressing in first Samuel eight. You know, he looks at the heart. He doesn't mm-hmm. look at the outward appearance and in order for, for people to know your true desires and what is your life or what categorizes your or classify your life? You know, I have to ask you, I have to say, hey, Destiny, you know, what do you like doing? You know, which are some of the, I guess, uh, uh, sort of introductory things that you ask on a date anyway. Right. It's like, hey, what yeah, do you yeah. like? You know, um, but I have a I have a I have a cousin who uh, I mean, she she's single and but she's a remarkable woman. Right. And she uh, some of the questions mm-hmm. that I ask you about, like physical uh, makeup and just some physical attributes that you can't necessarily help. Uh, she has some of those things. And I know that for a while, uh, you know, she had low self-esteem about that. And uh, she, you know, would think that, you know, guys don't like her because of that. And it, it's really unfortunate. And I just tell you this, and I'm going to announce it to the world one uh, sooner or later, but uh, my wife and I are thinking about starting a group, especially with fourth quarter Christianity that deals primarily with couples getting to or with people coming together who are serious about marriage, who are serious about dating uh, to be married and who are serious about being social. That's the ultimate. uh, Those are the ultimate three rules to join this group. And uh, we're going to do that because for young for young adults, you know, I feel like uh, the modern dating apps that we have. I mean, they're they're trash. Uh, you, you meet up with people they're that are not hookups, serious. To keep it, just keep it one hundred percent. It's just they're meant for hookups. Just you know, quick, exactly. quick conversations and stuff like that, and that's it. So right, exactly. I mean, guys. Uh, I, I heard this from a cousin. Like guys lie in the profile. Even dating apps that that uh, supposedly have you know Christian people um, on them, they they lie in the profile and say, "Oh, I want a wife," but. You know, as you just stated, ultimately, they just want to hook up. And once you deny that, it's like, oh, well, hopes and dreams are over, you know. Exactly. And then once you think about it, you know, I mean, you you put a bio in there and you try to be as detailed as possible so you can, you know, make sure you get the right one people. Right. And you realize for some people, you're just giving them a script. So right. if you tell me everything I need to know before I even start talking to you, 
then now I know how to like, I mean, if I'm thinking even in the sense of a guy now, now I know like, Hey, I can smooth talk this girl because Hey, I got everything I need. Oh, she's a Christian. Oh, so I know she will, some of the values she'll have. Mm-hmm. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't drink. So, you know, let me make sure I kind of go in here as this, you know, this good kid, you know, this good guy, but then, you know, and you basically get her hopes up and then right there, you know, it's, right. it is kind of, and so it's kind of definitely, like I said, it's just meant for like, you know, hookups. You don't really get to know anybody. You won't ever, unless you, and you don't want to meet them. Like I, God forbid, please, people don't just go randomly meet somebody by yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and so I mean, it's, it, it's scary. It's really, it's a really a scary thing. So, yeah. Right. And I think our world has definitely uh sort of, uh you know, I mean, when you think about it, even before we, even before you think about like uh, the uh, the people that get onto dating apps, you have to think of their backgrounds, right? Uh, some people are really predatory monsters lurking through the uh, through the grass, and they mm-hmm. uh, they are just waiting to pounce on this person that they deem you know weak or mm-hmm. uh, sort of sort of gullible, right? And they're trying to uh, they're trying to enforce their will on them and take advantage of them. And I just think that you know, as a, as a young married man that I could help, I could help assist, you know, especially young adults with helping them get connected, helping them find each other and then have real conversations, you know? And so that's just something I'm looking forward to in the future. And I know that you mentioned about uh, college and things like that. Uh, I'm, I'm currently in college right now. I'm trying to finish up my, uh, my secular degree in criminal justice. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Court is almost over. So it's, um, it's, it's been a long ride. But yeah. I should finish in 2022, hopefully. So that's that's the goal. But um, as as we get into the to the next uh, uh, question, I think that you you alluded to earlier about being a tomboy, and I mean when you think about at least in my childhood, uh, when I think about this phrase, I, I heard you know certain women classified as tomboys, and it was used in a sort of uh, joking manner or a way to humiliate the woman or the female that the, uh, that the uh, people were referring to. But then on the other, on the flip side of it, I've heard, as I heard you state, I've heard females classify themselves as a tomboy and it would use, it was used in sort of a glorious manner. Like, I don't know if you ever watched the movie. Uh, uh, what was that? Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington? Yeah. 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 So the, uh, yeah girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, 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 um, the girl that you just named, like her, uh, she was in the movie and, and, and Denzel brought his daughter over to play with mm-hmm. her. And, you know, you could see the stark contrast, right? Like she's out, you know, playing football and <laughs> working in the yard. But the but Denzel Washington's daughter is like, you know, <laughs> she's just a pretty right. girl. And so when a girl throws the football, right, she's yes. like, just got my nails done, you know. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? So it's like, I mean, could you just go a little bit, talk talk a little bit about that? Like, what is a tomboy? Well, I mean, honestly, yeah, the, the term is definitely derogatory. Um, it's kind of like you just go with it. Um, it's kind, um, but I don't know. Um, for me, it's just obviously I um, would, for one, much rather choose a t-shirt and shorts or t-shirt and sweatpants over some of my friends who know will just wear a maxi dress just because <laughs> that's their like normal attire, <laughs> like you know you know bless their hearts good for them um i i like closed toe shoes i do not like uh, my feet out uh it's not even an insecurity because my dad tells me oh, yeah pretty feet i'm like <laughs> but um i wish i did <laughs> look the lord said you, your feet are beautiful now in romans <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> you're preaching the word so go ahead brother. <laughs> um 
but um yeah so i i guess that would be one and two is i will call you bro <laughs> i mean that's just it's what it is i mean when i was dating a guy before he would laugh at me but he would just call me bro back he was like all right bro you <laughs> know like but uh, that was sorry uh, that was our little thing but it's i mean i don't know i grew up in sports that's just kind of how it is um guys tend to know when you're tomboyish because i've played basketball with guys and it's like it's an obvious no-no but it's like in the heat of the moment they don't think about it it's like you know how when you're playing basketball and you do a little slap on the butt it's yep. like it's you know clearly i can see like i'm not the girly girl to them because that that's happened before and then they kind of like I don't even think about it because I'm like, I just made a good shot and I'm like in the heat in the moment and then we're getting back on defense. Mm-hmm. And then like after the game, like he will walk up to me like, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I like, I feel so like, and you can tell like there's so their faces are red and they realize what they did. And I'm like, I appreciate your apology. You know, don't do it again. But I mean, I understand, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like one of those things where, yeah, you kind of, you love what they say. You're one of the boys, you know? And so, yeah. um, and then, my my I didn't have my cousins were younger than me um my uncle and aunt was basically was one year and two years older than me so and my aunt was definitely tomboyish uh so we I just kind of didn't have any chance and then four years later I had a baby brother eight years later I had another <laughs> brother so and then another brother so that's just kind of mm-hmm. how it was and growing up like I said I didn't I wasn't with most of the girls uh the legit the only two people I hung out with the most was Victoria and Renee uh so and they're girlier than me for sure um Victoria's I mean Renee is definitely she's at you know into like all the skincare and hair and makeup and stuff and I'm just looking at her like you're doing great <laughs> I support you or whatever you want to do but yeah I'm just like yeah so I'll, I'll every now and then I'll let them doll me up whatever but I don't mind I don't mind getting dressed up at all it's just not something I'm comfortable with like I feel like there's just right. so much and <laughs> so much to it and um my dad's like you know yeah you have so many pretty features just you know uh what what's the the word he uses eccentric uh basically just highlight them you know so mm-hmm. uh, you know if you want to wear some mascara you know do this any other then do that you know so I don't mind doing that type of makeup obviously um but just as far as waking up five minutes uh, 10 20 30 minutes earlier to put makeup on first thing in the morning and I already got to wake up at 5 20 in the morning yep. <laughs> that, that's not me <laughs> That is not me. I, if I'm waking up at five twenty, I'm about to, to hit snooze too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm legit. Like get up, you know. I get the hair brush, you know. Make sure you brush your teeth, wash your face. I, I go with it, you know. Make sure you know presentable. But other than that, it's just like I don't know. That's just how it was. Um, but like I said, I do. I I do like to dress up. It's just my idea of dressing up is just not finding some like you know knee high skirt and all this type of stuff. It just, I try to find what, you know, highlights whatever, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely a skinny jean type. So since I already have these muscular legs, you might as well bust your calves out a little bit, you know, <laughs> and so that's, <laughs> so it, you know, wear the black skinny jeans with a nice uh, top and, you know, maybe a, um, a shawl or something like that. That's, that's my yeah. style, but, you know, just kind of make it, make it work. And it's not that I'm just being tomboy about it. Just, if you want me to be comfortable like just say if I'm with a guy and I want to go out on a date like 
you just want that person to be comfortable and not feel like I'm having like the pull of my skirt and all this type of stuff all the time. Yeah. Or just I just want to be comfortable. And that's kind of this is kind of always where I've been. I guess comfort can be you can be comfortable to a fault, but <laughs> I don't know. So Yeah, I mean I think you're right. Even just listening to your your illustrations and examples, you know, uh people do consider uh, tomboyish to uh to be you know girls who I guess more so classify with styles that would normally be considered guy styles. And I think that it's important to just really point out that, you know, masculinity and femininity doesn't, you know, technically designate you as a guy or a girl. Uh, These are just, they were coined um, as traits that are more uh, commonly found in as masculinity is more commonly found in guys and feminine femininity is more found or commonly found in girls. And so like, for instance, some of the, uh, some of the examples that you gave with cleaning, cooking, taking care of babies, uh, those are feminine characteristics, but I do those things. Does that yeah. make me, you know, a girl? Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, I have feminine characteristics, masculine characteristics are aggression and, uh, you know, weight training, uh, you know, the uh, physical activity and things like that. You do that. Does that make you a guy? No. I mean, you're still a girl. And I just think that's something that people often misconstrue because, again, ignorance and, and not choosing to be educated on the matter can really uh, just hinder people, especially well, when it comes to re- relationships and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I would even go as far as say, like, there's some things that are more dominant within like. So, I mean, yeah, they, definitely, I would say feminine and uh, masculine, masculine things are definitely associated with the gender. But. I would go as far as saying that we maybe label some things as as feminine and masculine that are not necessarily you you cleaning what belongs to you is a responsibility that every human guy or girl has a responsibility to do. That's exactly. your child, you take care of them. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like it's my mindset. With I mean, people disagree with me with this, but I mean, I really don't care. <laughs> it's kind of it's not a matter of uh, of salvation. Um, but when it comes to like that idea of people say 50 50 and I'm like nah you know why don't we just do 100 and 100 you know you give 100% of what you got and 100% of what I have and what that means like if I'm talking to a guy if I'm dating a guy or even if I'm married give 100% of what you do if you see this person hey yeah that's the wife she's normally doing the dishes but she just cooked and then now the baby is struggling you know with whatever at the moment you know you can go wash the dishes it's not that's right. not a just a female like a feminine trait that washing dishes is not a feminine trait you know what i'm saying right um that is part of the responsibility of being a wife or being a, a mother but it's not that is not a feminine trait you know right. you if you if you're a bachelor living on your own you got to wash your own dishes <laughs> so, like no one else is going to do it yeah exactly so so that's kind of my point with that it's just like maybe we just kind of label things that are not necessarily masculine or feminine but it's not necessarily that hey this is a feminine thing but guys can do it too no it's maybe it's just not either either or we just label it that way exactly i think um again it just points back to not being educated or just being so quick to jump in with the with the crowd and 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 mislabel things when technically that it doesn't necessarily mean that so um but i guess as um when you think about like sports and stuff and i know you alluded to playing sports in college uh, which is phenomenal i think i had an opportunity to play at uh pine I think it was pine belt or pine christian or something like that pine baptist i think in arkansas um, um for, for football uh 
And I didn't want to go because I know that it was ultimately my dad's dream to uh, see me go and play sports. And obviously everyone has the dream of going to the NFL and things like that. But mm -hmm. um, so at the time um, I was my, my junior year being scouted by really NAIA schools because I went to a small school in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, we were a two a class two a. And so I, there were only 50 people in my graduating class <laughs> and I mean, just super small. So um, I remember training with my dad over the summer. I would go to Minnesota and we would do two a days. Sometimes we'd do three a days. So we, getting up at 430 in the morning, training with him. And then I have an early session at 11 a.m. with a uh, with a professional trainer at the gym. Then come back at night. You got to run, you know, the light poles. And yeah. we called those <laughs> death sprints. Hated those. And it got to the point where my junior year, you know, I'm 230 pounds. And don't get me wrong, I love the muscle mass and things that I was able to right, acquire over that time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I loved it. But, you know, I also love to play basketball. So it was like, it was so physically taxing on my body to leave the football field, to leave football conditioning, oh, yeah. to come in the gym. And I would always drop like 15 pounds oh, yeah. just to play basketball. And, you know, I, I remember telling my dad, like, uh, upon, upon junior year, you know, signing day is approaching. I'm like, don't want to do that, you know. And yeah. I had become a Christian at 16, and it's like, you know, uh, most of my family aren't Christians, but I became a Christian at 16 because of my football coach. He taught me the gospel, and I told him I was like, listen, I want to go to school, but I don't want to go to school to play sports. Like I want to go to mm -hmm. school to educate my mind. And I think most people don't, you know, they didn't really appreciate that and. He considered that to be sort of a weak move. And some of my other family members, not my dad, but just some of my other family members considered that to be um, a weak move and, you know, just giving up the sports and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, many Christians and uh, religious people, just going back to the idea of sports, they, they fear that their daughters specifically uh, will have an increased chance of becoming, you know, a homosexual or a member of the LGBTQ community uh, because they play sports. I mean, yeah. some even argue that, uh, females who are, you know, sort of predisposed to homosexuality uh, by their environment or genetic makeup are nearly, you know, sort of guaranteed to become a lesbian or a transgender. So, I mean, I want to know what you think about that. Will will playing sports or weight training lead to the ruin of, of feminine character? Um, no, <laughs> um, no. Uh, I think you're proof it, of that, right? You know? Yeah. yeah um, man, that is, I mean, I've done studies and I'm not a psychologist. So when I'm saying this stuff, this is just from, you know, observation experience and, and, and all that um, studies. You don't, you not, most people honestly are not going to become a homosexual or this, that, or the other because of the environment around them. Um, it It's going to be heavily influenced. I mean, most of the time that would only happen with kids who are growing up to learn uh, you know I guess developing a personality and growing up to learn that most of the time I've seen cases where like maybe on that uh what's it uh what's that movie I mean the show toddlers and TRs where like the parents will legit try to sway this little boy into being really feminine um and after he grows up and he's like, dude, I like girls, like, forget this, you know, <laughs> this is, you guys got me doing this foolishness, but this is not me, you know? And so right. that's because that's who he is, regardless of what, you know, they're trying to portray. So even growing up and playing basketball and playing sports, man, there were quite a few um, 
yeah, on on my basketball team. They definitely have any, but I mean, populated with there there are homosexuals, there are gay people in there. Um, but there's just as much um, very straight, uh, very feminine girls on my basketball, both of my basketball teams, in college and in high school. So, right. uh, like, I mean, most of them are married kids, or even if they're not married, they're definitely still straight. Um, and so, right. um, and I even, <laughs> even a couple of them who were definitely gay, considered gay in uh, college or but there's a couple of them that are actually dating or married to men right now. So uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think maybe for a little bit, if you're not, if your head is not on straight, then <laughs> no pun intended, um, <laughs> then you're, <laughs> then you're, <laughs> then you're, um, then you're, you can be influenced maybe. Um, but I wouldn't say that that's where that comes from. If right. that makes sense. Um, a lot of these people come go, go through trauma and maybe don't even deal with it until it's fully exposed to them. Um, but I wouldn't say that, yes, yeah, girls playing sports and being on the softball team or the basketball team, and now you're right, uh, in college, you're not, you're definitely going to be gay by the time she comes out. That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so same thing with someone, I think it's honestly, I think it's the same thing with um, somebody who's probably never touched alcohol or smoke, smoke something before or done drugs. It's probably I think it's the same thing as it's a it's a, a sin that you, you get exposed to and may experience while you're there, <laughs> but then you're not. I mean, doesn't necessarily mean you're. That's just going to be who you are. If I mean, I don't know. I th- that may be a bad extra illustration, but I just I definitely don't think that just all of a sudden you go to sports and now you're considered going to be really masculine girl now. You know, right. like I said, if you get there and do what you got to do. And I got that got to college, and I was definitely on go mode with my um, with my academics. Like I, it would bother me. That's I legit only paid two played two years of basketball because I'm like, I don't like the fact that we got to depend on if our teacher is gonna be super sweet with us. I'm like, oh, you're on the basketball team. Yeah, we'll give you an A <laughs> because I haven't been in class all week. And right. you know, I hated that. Like, especially if you look at Ecclesiastes 9-10, like, you know, I got to either give 100% in basketball or give – I mean, and there are people who do it, but that's not how I'm wired. You, everybody – like I said, <laughs> always, it's relative. And for me, right. I got to try to give 100% to basketball, and I got to also try to give 100% in, in the classroom. But legit, they only schedule you to be able to be in the classroom when you can and then when you're not in the classroom you're you're playing basketball you're doing basketball things with the team and so I'm just like then where where's the homework that I have to take home from from class when do I get to do that and I have to stay up till 12 a.m to do that and we got to wake up for practice at 5 a.m so just like this is this is insane (laughs) so like I mean I know people do it there are so many people who do it but I mean, it's really in the grand scheme of things. I was like, I'm not going to play WNBA. I am. I'm already short as a post player. I was already short for a post player uh, in college. I'm five nine, and most girls I was playing with like six foot, seven foot. <laughs> they had this one girl who was like six eight, and I'm and I'm just like, I'm getting beat up down here. <laughs> but I mean, so so for me, I'm just like, this is not what I want to do. I, I want to, and I was dean uh, made the dean's list you know, three years in a row, things like that, you know, and, and got academic scholarships because my GPA was high. And like I said, I'm not bragging, but it's just like, I noticed that I was able to do better in the classroom 
once I kind of let that go. And I got to be right. student president. I got to be um, the president over the, uh, well, vice president over the couple of clubs and a couple of things just because I was just able to be fully involved. And that's just it's something I wouldn't be able to do much of, you know, so. Right. And I think that takes great courage and discipline to even, you know, acknowledge a, an issue or a problem and, and go ahead and take action and do something about it and go ahead and solve that. Yeah. And so um, I think that's fantastic on your part. True measure of a student athlete and just a phenomenal student. So uh, Destiny, as we prepare to just wrap up, um, I wanted to uh, just sort of close out with this with this question. Um, are there, uh, I know that you own um, Beyond Our Best and I just want you to uh, just briefly give people um, an opportunity to connect with you, um, leave maybe some contact information or just tell people how they can uh, connect with you. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, either way I have both separate, um, my, my personal information, if you guys want to get to me, get a hold of me for like, you know, personal training or even just like spiritual matters and stuff like that, you can reach me. Uh, my Instagram is destiny, uh, destiny 24 under destiny 24 underscore fit. Uh, that's on Instagram. Obviously, my name is just Destiny Dindy on Facebook. Um, I'll even throw my number out there because I legit, it's it's everywhere. So people can contact me, uh, 337-496-7907. If you want to follow Beyond Our Best Movement, you can look up Beyond Our Best Life on um, on Facebook. And also on Instagram, it is beyond underscore our underscore best. And that's on Instagram. And so like I said, get a, I mean, join the movement, man. Even if it's just following and liking, I mean, it's it's gonna be good content. It's good Christian, you know, Christian posts on there as well. It just if you want daily motivation and encouragement, I'm making sure that I post something every day, and we're getting our kids involved. Um, that's the main thing. I want kids to be involved, young adults to be involved in something bigger than themselves, but they feel like you don't have to worry about the world infiltrating and, and, you know, <laughs> you know, taking over and there's no, there's no schemes or anything going on with it. So that is my information. <laughs> I appreciate that destiny. And I look forward to uh, connecting you with other people and then connecting other people with you. And I just, I'm so thankful that you accepted the invitation to come on as a guest speaker. Yeah, um, I learned a lot uh, mm -hmm. from you sharing your story. Um, and also I, I thought about a lot of, of new ways I can now approach people who uh, may deal with similar issues and things of that nature. And so I'm um, definitely look forward to implementing the things that I learned. And I hope that uh, this episode will be a, I'm sure it will uh, be valuable to the lives of people who, who are listening as it has been uh, valuable to my life. So again, Destiny, thank you so much for appearing on the show and I really appreciate your comments. All right. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. I pray and hope that this episode has added value to your life and has benefited you in some way. Please sub subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating for the podcast, allowing me to know whether or not these things that have been discussed are helpful. If you have things that you would like to hear discussed, please, please submit those and I will make sure to get around to those. And please remember, this is, an, this is a podcast for emerging adults. I believe and feel very strongly for my generation, and I think that we need more avenues where we can sit and discuss uh, very practical issues and receive very practical answers regarding those issues. So, again, please just take the time. If you have anything that you would like to hear discussed, 
Please submit those and I will be sure to get around to those. Until next time, please implement the things that you've heard. Go out there and be the Christian that you were destined to be. Thank you so much and God bless.